What's up, everybody? Josh and Jay back with the America is Blue podcast. Uh, we had the pleasure of watching today's 2-2 shit show together in Queens, home turf for us, but difficult for the watching. And uh, 89th minute had our hearts broken. But, Jay, let's give you the first word as always. Uh, it's tough, tough seeing us like this. It feels like we're back on the regular skids. Um, I had built up some callous skin to take this in, so... Uh, tell me what you think, man. Bro, we had three in a row in the win, three in a row in the win column. Needed this one. Always going to be tough. Sam Dyche, Everton, boxing it in. It was always going to be tough. I figured if we scored one goal, maybe two goals, we would have this thing in the bag no matter what. And we still found a way to come away with the draw. Substitutions were a nightmare. Um, I don't know what the fuck Potter was thinking as we were going through this. We had the edge. We should have pushed. We didn't push. They equalized. Then we went ahead on a lucky penalty. We should have pushed. We didn't push. And then bang. And here we are. One point along with all of our opposing foe ahead of us. And it's super disappointing. (laughs) You know, it seems like we've been singing this song for quite some time. And it is disappointing. Of course, at, at least we had we do have some positive things to talk about this time. It's not all doom and gloom. It's been a lot of doom and gloom, but we are going to try to dig for some positives here. Look at me digging for some positives. Look at you. Dig, digging Look for you. some positives. Not my, not my modus operandi. However, we are going to dig for them. But early on, I just have to say, I don't think we were urgent enough or ready to play it's is that your word of the game urgent urgent or or it's it's like lacking urgency Uh, it's that's not one word but it's just urgency was not there and it was ripe for the taking they had to have known the results of the other matches before they stepped on the pitch they had to have absolutely positively known there's no way they didn't have information that if they won, that they were going to advance and that there were going to be points ahead and they were closing gaps. Things are looking positive. How do you not go out there, especially in front of the home fans, and give an effort that shows you still have a little bit of that championship mentality, a little bit of that extra something that separates you from the rest of the sides, especially from people who are riding in the bottom when we are a top club shelf in this league. So it's just not acceptable to be tying an Everton squad when we had the opportunity to go out, continue to advance in the Premier League, and continue to advance and get ready for Real Madrid, oh, by the way, in the Champions League. Let's just take a deep breath. A deep breath for posterity's sake. Um, This is always going to be a really challenging effort against Sam Dyche. This is always going to be messy and mucky. We knew this. I was hoping for a 1-0 victory. Just get one on the board and just box in and figure it out because they could push us. They do not have the personnel to push us if you go up ahead. 52nd minute after halftime, we go up ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he does Finally, score. Finally, I owe him. Yes, I he does him score. And of course, 
Yes, he does went score. Off the post. It went off the post and in this time. God bless Doesn't him. matter. God bless he him. finally got one. I have he to finally give it. got I one. Have to give it to the We're up 1-0. We're up 1-0. Happy fucking days, man. We're good. Then what do we do, man? Then what do we do? It's like, all right, you have a team that is playing 9-10 in the box. They have no propensity to attack you and to move forward. No propensity. What do we do? 62nd minute, Gallagher on for Pulisic. We take a main attacker off the board, a guy who can dribble and collapse defenses, and we put on my best fucking friend, Connor Gallagher. Seven minutes later, a goal is scored. Now, that has nothing necessarily to do with the change because it was on a free kick and decore and bouncing balls and whatever. But again, the mindset, we've been talking about this. It's like the last couple of games, it's like we get ahead and we're like, we're going to bunker in. We're going to find a way to be defensive and see this thing out, like Mourinho style. And we're like, is it going to take a really good team to make us hurt for this? It took a really fucking shitty team to make us hurt for this. And they went ahead and put one by us. 1-1. 1-1. So again, it was just the first of many substitutions that made no sense as far as who we were playing and the stage of the game and where we were and what we needed to do. And all of a sudden, we're at par. I mean, why don't you why don't you put on Mudrick it, or, or somebody with somebody with, with some attacking prowess? Somebody that should be... You're too fucking smart. Because you're too smart. Why not? There are just... I feel like being... Mistakes that aren't being capitalized on. There are places... You got to replace speed with speed. You can say whatever you want about, uh, you know, Christian and and his first performance back in the Premier League in a while. Certainly a start. And if you're putting on a Mudrick, you're replacing a speed player who goes at you with a speed player who goes at you. We need to continue to press, continue to play defense, you know, continue to press high up the pitch. Guys that offer electricity. Connor just continues to disappoint in that capacity. If he was, you know, asked to play deeper or do something a little different, I just don't think that's anywhere near a like for like or anything that was called for with the game. And we need scoring threats on the pitch. He scored one goal in the Premier League. We need to get Mudrick off the mark. He needs to start his account. He needs to start feeling good about himself. We have explosive players or, or even put Noni on, put somebody on that that's there to attack instead of somebody that's there to apparently defend. It's just, and I feel like it messed with the cohesion of what we were trying to do. It, it, it just doesn't seem like we have a cohesive plan. We're more worried about playing the ball than we are about scoring. It destroyed the entire mentality of what we were doing. The entire first half, it was possession-based. It was how we could, how are we going to break this team down? And Everton, to their credit, like we knew what they were going to come out with. It was like five in the back, four in front of them, and one up top. Maybe you find a way to seek the opportunity where we were pressed too far forward, and they were going to be able to find something. And they had nothing. They had zero attacking threat. We come out in the second half, we get the goal. Now you're one up. Now, dude, you're playing with house money. You are playing with house money. You have the goal on the board. You have the goal on the board. The first 
the, the, the last thing you want to do is keep the pedal off the metal. You want to keep on threatening because they have no ball control. The midfield was over. And you take off Pulisic who, listen, like, I don't care how long he's been on the bench. He was threatening. He was driving. He was collapsing the defense. It's a tough defense to break down. I wasn't expecting magic from him. But when you take him off and you bring on Connor, who has zero, I mean, dude, he's impotent moving forward. Unless the ball is played for him. All the guy does is willing to do is is run into a challenge and potentially foul the guy. It's the wrong guy to bring on. There's no attacking threat there. So you do that. Seven minutes later, DeCorey scores. Then we hold put. We hold put with what we have on the field. And now, now it gets really fucking puzzling for me. It just gets worse. 81st minute. RLC in for Kova. What are we going to get out of RLC that we weren't going to get out of Kova in order to score a second goal? Nothing. You cannot tell me that Ruben Loftus-Cheek is going to accelerate the process more than Mateo Kova. Well, especially after being on the pitch and having a feel for a while. And look, Kova is in a position. I remember when he first came. He only played 60 minutes a game. He was the guy, he played 60 minutes and he got taken off after the first hour all the time. He's 28 years old. He's the captain. He is in a position that he should be finishing games, especially after playing that entire midfield shift. If you want to, I mean, again, I don't agree with it either. I just don't think that that was befitting of what was, what was needed at the time. But if it weren't. Bro, and then again, 86th minute, Jow comes off. He scored the goal, right? Like, Jao finally scored the goal. Give me my amen. Amen. I'm out. Like I said. Jao Scoro Uno. Jao Scoro Uno. Jao Scoro. Say it. Uno. Jao Scoro. 87th minute. Trevor Chalaba comes off, Comes on for Wesley Fafana, who's been great on set pieces. Don't understand what we're gaining there. 89th minute, two minutes later, Everton equalized. And and shout out to Fafana as well. He played awesome. I, I thought Fafana played really great. He brought the ball up a couple of times. He was pressing forward. I have to give credit to Wesley Fafana. He looked really good, and he showed why he's getting a call up for France. Um, I, I really thought this was one of his better games, if not his best game that he's played for us. And yeah, seeing him taken off at the end is also puzzling. Aren't these guys fit to be playing a full 90? I don't know. I just don't get it. It's like 76 minutes into the game, you're up 2-1. 52 minutes into the game, you're up 1-0 against a team that is inept in scoring. You can control the game. Get the extra goal. And this is the thing that's happened over the last couple of games where we've taken the pedal off the middle and we've decided to absorb pressure and it's worked out. We're like, hey, kudos, Grant Potter, thank you. The shit didn't happen today against the 15th ranked team in the Premier League. Against a team that you know cannot score. On a day where we had teams that are ahead of us that drew, you could pick up two points against them. 
And we let this shit slide. Like I said, they, I just, they had to know the result before they went out onto the pitch. And the fact that we didn't score in the first half is also troubling. We should be scoring. We should be laying a marker down. And th- there's just not enough of that. And there's no killer instinct. Like, there's almost like a friendliness. I, I don't understand. There's no hatred. Nobody seems to be pissed about it, which is also a little bit disturbing. You know, where's the edge? Um, you know, even when Zhao was brought down, the way that he went down and he got up and he tumbled and he pointed and whatever, you know what? Continue on. This is the Premier League. Every single inch counts and we need to stop complaining and start putting results together. Man, again, man, we come out at a halftime. Seven minutes later, we get the goal. All is good in the world. One nil against Everton, you're feeling good. We've been keeping clean sheets. It should be done. <laughs> it should be done. And then all of a sudden, we start tinkering and we fuck it up. And that's exactly what happened today. We had the edge. We had exactly what we needed. And if we were concerned about them packing nine in the box and we scored the goal and they had to open up, fantastic. That gives you the opportunity to counter. But then we fucking pull off Pulisic for Gallagher instead of using a guy like Mudrik who can really press them. I just, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. And it goes back to, we're growing with Grand Potter. We have a young team. We haven't exactly put together cohesion and the camaraderie and the chemistry that we're looking for. But fuck, man, it is so annoying that we have to not only grow with the talent that we brought in, which is excellent, but also allow our manager to grow up with us. It may bode well for the future, but like we shouldn't have to have him mature at the same rate as the players are maturing. For for some perspective, we've been in Europe 24 out of the past 25 years. And the one year we weren't in Europe, we won the Premier League. So I'm not saying that that's a good omen for now, but I'll tell you what. The only chance that we have making Europe in any way now is by winning the Champions League. All right, so let's talk about that. Obviously, we got a shitty draw, right? We're going up against Real Madrid. (laughs) We're very familiar. It's been two years in a row. We beat them two years ago. We should have beat them last year. It was, and that was such an epic. And battle. then either City or Bayern. And then City or Bayern. And that's just the Hopefully semi. Bayern. And then you're going to have to face one of the but, Italians in but, the final. All right. Listen, at the end of the day, if we're able to plow through that, which is, I mean, certainly I wouldn't bet on it. But if we could get through that, I'd put us up against any of those teams on the other side of the bracket in a one-game oh, challenge. Oh, no doubt. Because we're fucking Chelsea. Yeah, no doubt. So if we can somehow find a way to plow through this, but Jesus Christ, it's like, do we have the manager right now to go up against Carlo Ancelotti or Pep Guardiola or... It's 
And whoever is Bayern, I don't even know Nagelsmann. who the manager of Bayern is. Like, dude, can we bring it's it? It's the biggest I, challenge. Listen, I still hold out hope because the reality is we are fucking Chelsea. Chelsea. And we do stupid shit when we're not supposed to do anything reasonable. So maybe we go out there and maybe we do bang up against Real Madrid. The benefit of this draw is that at least we're playing away the first game. We come back to the bridge and maybe bang something out the, the, the second leg. Who knows what happens when we get to the next round. But we can't make the same type of player decisions we made today against a wounded bullshit Everton team. Against that level of competition. Dude, we need fight. Like... Show me you have the confidence. We have the dogs. Unleash these dudes. Unleash these dudes. Show me what you got. Stop playing pussy and playing on the back foot and being like, okay, Leeds, uh, put pressure on us. Dortmund, we got you. Put pressure on us. Dude, go out there and eat some ass. Where is this team? And I hope that we start to build this so when we go up against the champions league best we have some and, and again therein lies the problem we we seem to rise to the competition and lower ourselves to the competition and that's just that's yes. not the symbol of a champion the symbol of a champion is playing championship football all the time however the only hope is we got to get through five games in the Champions League. We've beaten Real Madrid in the recent past in the Champions League. And I'll tell you what, we are going to be a tough out in a two-game situation, especially when it's, you know, in that format. We're not an easy out. So there's always hope there. And we have history in Europe. Breaking through for the second title in 21 changes the, the game. You know, it, even though Real Madrid has won 871 you know, European titles, there's still a chance that, you know, squeak past them. I'll tell you what, if City beat Bayern, City does not want to play us. They don't want to play us in the Champions League. They don't. They don't. I don't think that they do. Bro, we just kind of have to build up that dusty away dog mentality. And I hope we can do it. I really hope we can do it because we have the potential. And I hate, I hate even uttering this. The reason why Graham Potter has gotten respect from his bright, from his Brighton days is not because of what he did at the beginning part of the season when they went on a run. It's because he played tough against upper echelon teams. He just sucked the dick when he played against middle and low table teams, which is why they always ended up where they did. Pep Guardiola has respect for him because Brighton played really well against City and beat them a couple of times. So, forget about the Prem. If we can get up to Europa League standards, that's a really big win at this point, considering what's happened this season. But when it comes to Champions League competition, if Graham Potter can find a way to elevate us and play up because you're absolutely right. We play to our competition. If we can play up and we can just find ways, just be that scrappy dog, that blue dog. 
we got a chance against these dudes. And I like, I'm not chalking this up. We, we can scrap against these guys and we can find a way to dog this out. And if we get away to the final, whether it's Naples or whoever the fuck else, anybody else on the other side of that draw, they hope not find us in a one game. I'll just challenge. say this. It, and, and, and if we can start tuning up in Golo Conte before these Champions League contests and have him in fight. the midfield, that's a problem. We got and, and that becomes a problem. You know, for, for other people, him and Enzo together, uh, with a solid back line, even especially if you're gonna play a back three, you're telling me you got Ngolo Conte. And Enzo in the heart of a midfield flanked by Reese James and Ben Chilwell. I'm okay, I'm okay with We got to fight. Just don't sub I, off our best I, fucking players like, at the wrong moments and I'm let okay us go. Let us go. Unleash us. I'm okay with that. Unleash us. Let's see what, dude, at this point in, the, in our season with what's happened, why the fuck not in any moment roll the dice? What the fuck do we have to lose? We're not going to get relegated in the Prem and in the. And in the Champions League, you have only everything to gain. If we lose out in this round, nobody would have expected anything different. So unleash the fucking dog. Definitely. Let's go. Let's fucking go. It's true, man. You speak no lies. All right, man. So we've been through the pain. We've been through the gain. Um, even though it's another draw and it's been, it's been three straight W's, uh, it is appropriate. I suppose, to hand out the man of the match, uh, which, as always, is brought to you by All Out Fitness. And at All Out Fitness, they're inspiring individuals to be their best selves. Jay, who is your man of the match? Just for you. Joe Felix. Yes, his first goal in blue. Me no score. Yes, he scores. And he gets one. Finally decides to not bang one off the woodwork. I'm giving it to Zhao Felix, and I hope you do too. You know what? You said to me I needed to give the kid some respect. You were you were you were hammering me at the bar. You were telling me how much it had to it better reign supreme. He finally got his goal off the post. You were you were, you know you were killing me with it. I will bend the knee. I will tip my hat and say it is Zhao Felix. The number 11 for Chels, finally a goal scorer. It hit the post and actually went in. Thank God. Uh, he was creative. He continues to be a, a, a solid attacking force. I have to, you know, give my respect to Joao today. Um, so so that's that. Um. <laughs> Portugal. Portugal. And, dude, listen. At the end of the day, I'm giving you shit. If we're going to progress to we need anything super we need cool, we need that flair. We need all that we creativity up and uh, up front. So hopefully this gives them confidence, even though the end results suck. And, dude, we can just fire. It's Chelsea at the end of the day, and I am glad that he is playing well. Of course I'm glad that he's scoring goals. I, I really want him to be successful here. Uh, I hope that he can continue to contribute both in the Prem and in the Champions League because nobody needs attacking help more than us. So uh, with that, Jay, you got anything else to say until our next match, which will be April 1st, which is April Fool's Day in America. 
in London, and I will actually be at the bridge to consume Aston Villa and Chels. Just that I'm super jealous that I can't join you on your adventure across the pond. I hope you have an amazing one. And, dude, rally up that crowd, dude. We need those three points. So do your do your work. Man. I'm really looking forward to it, man. It's going to be awesome. I wish you were there with me, but we will still be coming with the content. I will be in the United Kingdom. Jay will be in America with his thoughts. But America is always indeed blue. Thank you guys so much for the likes. Thank you so much for the follows. Thank you so much for, uh, you know, all the comments and everything on YouTube and all of our other channels. Tune in anytime you need to www.americaisblue.com for all the content that you need. We appreciate you so much, Jay. Have a great weekend, brother. Thank you, America is Blue, and thank you for tuning in.